You are listening to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. Join Megan and Emily as they work verse by verse through the book of 1 John here in season five. Before we get started, a message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement at Go Ministries. Let me ask you a question. What could you do with a dollar a day? Well, here at Go Ministries, a dollar a day helps us provide resources to kids out in the Dominican Republic, helps get them off the street, provide ministry mentorship opportunities and basic needs for all of the kids in our four areas of ministry. Through sports, medical, church planting, and in our Go School, $30 a month will help provide these kids all of these incredible opportunities. Learn more at gomin.org sponsor. Hello and welcome to season six, episode four of the Talk Bible to Me podcast. Why is it when I said hello like that, I felt like Mrs. Doubtfire with the pie? Hello! <laughs> Anywho, we're so excited that you have joined us. And um, today we are working through, today specifically, we are working <laughs> through the book of First John. I'm one of the hosts here, Megan Rawlings, joined by my lovely co-host. Emily Richardson. And Emily, um, I love the book of First John. It is probably one of my favorite books because it's dense and compact, but so deep and wonderful and rich, and I just love it. So if you have not yet, make sure you go back to the first couple of episodes of this season so you can get the introduction to First John and you can do it in the correct order. So that way um, we are all on the same page as we learn the content that is coming. Okay, are you ready to dive into First John? I'm ready. Awesome. Guys, we are using what's called the BOLD method, and BOLD is an acronym, B-O-L-D. And so we're going to start with the first letter, which is begin with prayer and begin with the Bible. So let's go ahead and bow our heads. Unless you're driving, I did the same thing earlier. Unless you're driving, do not bow your head. You keep your eyes on the road. Make sure you're wearing your make sure you're wearing your seatbelt. Keep this, keep this at a very like good volume level it doesn't need to be super high or super low it's just you know make sure you're safety first okay um let's let's pray heavenly father thank you so much for giving us your word and giving us something to study i pray that the things that we talk about today are glorifying to you honoring to you and exactly what you meant in your word i pray that we're able to correctly dissect what um your word says and i pray that the things that we learned today we're able to implement and take out and do and apply. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's begin with the Bible. And what we encourage you to do is read the book all the way through. So you should have done that a couple weeks ago. Um, it takes 15 to 20 minutes, so it's not a big deal. And then we're going to read it out loud in three translations, because when we read scripture out loud, it has a tendency to commit to memory, and we like to hide the word of God in our hearts. So the translations we have today are the English Standard Version, often referred to as the ESV, the Holman's Christian Standard Bible, which is often referred to as the HCSB, and the Amplified Version, which is commonly referred to as AMP. So, Emily... Because your favorite version yep. is first, or your favorite translation, rather, um, the Emily Standard, I'm sorry, the English Standard <laughs> Version 
Do you want to read verses, um, chapter 1, verse 8 through chapter 2, verse 6? I can do that. All right. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Love that. Okay. And the Holman's Christian Standard Bible. Um, I'm going to read that now. You ready? Yep. Awesome. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we don't have any sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself is the propitiation for our sins and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. This is how we are sure that we have come to know him, by keeping his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is perfected. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Perfect. And finally, we have the Amplified Version. Why don't you take that one, Emily? Okay. My little children or believers or dear ones, I'm writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one who conforms to the Father, Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And he, that same Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins, the atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature, our worldliness, our lifestyle. And not for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the whole world. And this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him, to understand him and be more deeply acquainted with him. If we habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments or his teachings, whoever says I have come to know him, but does not habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments or teachings is a liar and the truth of the divine word is not in him. But whoever habitually keeps his word and obeys his precepts and treasures his message in its entirety, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. It is completed and has reached maturity. By this we know for certain that we are in him. Whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. Love that. Okay, um, the last part of this is that we encourage you to annotate scripture. And if you 
we can't do that with you right now because of the format that this is set up on. But if you don't know where to begin, you can Google it. You can go to our website, www.theboldmoment.com. And we have in our blogs, different um, blogs that'll show you how to do that, as well as a how to study the Bible guide. I think it's like two or $3 and you can buy that. And it has an annotation guide on that as well. So next, we're going to move on to the letter O, which is on your own, wrestle with the text. And so there's four separate steps in this section. And so, um, Emily, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. You want to start with okay. the question? Yeah. So um, again, just like last week, this is technically two sections. And so the first section is chapter one, verse eight through 10. And the second section would be chapter two, verses one through six. And... Um, I think we need to break those up. So the first part of wrestling with the text on your own that we recommend is summarizing the passage in one sentence. And so do you want to do the first part and I do the second, or do you want to switch that? Yeah, let me just refresh myself on the first section. Okay. Um, so if I could summarize verses 8 through 10 in one sentence, I would say, you have no sin. Um, that we have to be willing to confess the fact that, or acknowledge the fact that we are sinful, that we sin, and that we have to confess those sins. Otherwise, we are calling God a liar. Hmm. That's good. I'm going to say, John is writing to all Christians to let them know that even though the desire of a Christian should be not to sin, when you do mess up, not if, but when mm-hmm. you do, we have someone who is there to catch us and we can grow in him and become better the more we keep his commands that's good that was good tough job. that's a hard one that was a lot of verses to summarize <laughs> good job that was a that was a paul sentence there's lots of ands and 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 it just continues on how many things can we add that's exactly right um, the second part, what is the connection between this passage and the overarching theme of scripture? You want to try this? Okay. Um, let's see. I would say this fits in with Jesus' death and resurrection and why he did it. Because we all sin and mm-hmm. we need a savior. And so the overarching theme of scripture is that we can't not sin without Jesus. And we need him in order to keep his commandments. Love that. <laughs> she nailed it. <laughs> okay, next question. Is this passage directed toward you or your relationships? I'm going to say that this one is more about you than your relationship with people or things. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it's, I think it's about your walk with, with Christ. I think yeah. that's the focus here. What do you think? Yeah. Like how you conduct yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And finally, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Okay. And finally, what is this passage not saying? This is actually one of my favorite parts of wrestling with the text. It's such a hard question, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Is it you really um, have to think? One of the things it's not saying is that you will, just like last week, what you said is you will never sin. It mm-hmm. does not say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not say that you can that you can be obedient to God without Christ. Mm-hmm. It is not um, saying that. You can live the Christian life without keeping his commandments. Yeah. Like, it's not saying you don't have to be holy. It also does not say that you can live in sin habitually Mm -hmm. and call yourself an obedient Christian. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that one hurts. That's good. (laughs) Ah, burn. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. So good. Okay. Do you have any more? Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Next is L. Learn more. Let's talk about this. Something I love the amplified version, and I threw it out there. We don't. We haven't used that one. I don't think before on the podcast. And I love it because it helps emphasize and express more of the words that are happening. And so one of my favorite sections of this passage um, in the Amplified Translation is in verse 4. So chapter 2, verse 4. And it says, whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not habitually keep, Mm -hmm. focused on his precepts and obey his commandments and teachings, is a liar and the truth of the divine word is not in him. And I love that because it's talking about habitually being obedient. It becomes mm-hmm. a habit. It is something it, and habits become who you are. And yep. so it's not just habitually keeping, but it's focusing on his precepts mm-hmm. and being obedient and keeping that habit. So I, I love that. All right. What do you have? Um, yeah, so for verse eight, um, my, the commentary I really love to use is the expositors Bible commentary. Um, and there's a quote in it that I, that I loved, um, in reference to verse eight, which I'll just read it real fast. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's verse eight. Um, so here's the quote from my commentary. It says, it remains true that whenever the principle of sin is denied as an ongoing reality, there follows a denial of responsibility for individual actions. Um, So that's just saying when you don't acknowledge the sin in your own life, pride will follow every time. And pride um, in the sinful sense, pride in the sense of um, boastfulness or thinking that you're better than, it always leads us away from God because it makes us believe that we are as good as or better than he is or that we know better than he does. And so when we say that we have no sin or we don't sin, pride has entered into our hearts and that is exactly the thing that separates us from him so let's see you have anything else for verse eight i don't think so 
Okay. But before we do that, a message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples in the Dominican Republic. The DR has some of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in all of the world. Around 9.6% of girls will have a kid between the ages of 15 and 19 years old. It's also one of the top countries for sex tourism, so sex trafficking is a huge issue. One of the reasons that is a lot of young girls stay at home while their moms go out and work, and so men are kind of kind of have free reign some of these houses with young girls at home left left vulnerable. So one thing that Go does is we provide a place for girls to come and play sports and do things during the day and be out of the house and be off the streets. One girl specifically, Diana, joined um, our volleyball program and she came in just so shy and with no confidence um, and her team was sponsored and that gave her the opportunity to just hear the love of Jesus, hear who she is, learn more about him. And she was baptized within a year of being in our program. Later that year, a lot of her family members were also baptized and um, we just got to see the kingdom of God multiplied. And all of this is thanks to the sponsorship program. Uh, we just want to invite you to join us at $30 a month. You can sponsor an athlete, sponsor a kid in our go school or sponsor a medical patient or a church planting community and just see the kingdom of God multiplied. I love if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. It's kind of one of those famous verses, but I want to break that down. Um, when we confess our sins, that is for us, not for Jesus. And here's what I mean by that. It's, mm -hmm. it's for us to be obedient. Whenever you accepted Christ and he became Lord, King, Savior of your life, all of your sins, past, present, and future, were wiped out and forgiven. So the sins I'm going to commit tomorrow are already forgiven. Now, that does not mean that I don't ever have to confess and that I don't ever have to repent, which are two very important um, important aspects of faith and two very important distinctions between those two. And I want to talk about that. If we confess our sins, if I acknowledge with my mouth to God, this is what I did and I'm sorry. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us. He's already forgiven us. He is already faithful. But when I confess it, I'm acknowledging that I did something. And the first step in changing something is to acknowledge when you're wrong. And then that is where repentance comes in. And that's the second part of this. It's a two-part act. I confess it mm -hmm. and then I repent, which means I am turning away from it and committing to not do it anymore. And so whenever we confess our sins, yes, Jesus has already forgiven us, but we have to do that so that we can grow and move out of that habitual state of sin and move into a habitual state of obedience. That's good. Yep. And then on the other hand, if we deny that we ever sin, you know, talking about verse 10, it says, if we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar. And this is a huge deal. If we, if we say we have not sinned or we never sinned or we won't ever sin, what you're doing is making a mockery of the gospel because at the heart of the gospel is the fact that we sin and that we need a savior. And so by saying that we've never sinned, that's basically saying, I don't need a savior. I'm fine. I've got it all on my own. I can do this in my own power. 
which makes God a liar, which makes all of scripture not true because the heart of scripture is God being the only one who can be holy. And so, um, you know, I think that even goes so far. If you say that you've never sinned, you know, I would, I would question, I can't obviously say for sure, but I would question if you actually have that belief in who he is, because that's the heart of, of the gospel and of who Jesus is and what he's done for us, the fact that we've sinned. So, or maybe question, maybe question, do you understand what sin is? Yeah. Yep. Or your relationship to sin or your relationship to God. And so, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I know like, when I first became a Christian, it's like, well, I don't really do bad things, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, when I first became a Christian, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's just been so long. But um, growing up as a Christian, there's a, like um, this level of maturity that mm-hmm. I had that was not very far in advanced, and it was like, yeah, but I don't really do anything bad, so like, yeah. I'm not really a bad person by mm-hmm. the world standards, so I must be a good Christian. And the more I grow, and the more I study, and the more I learn from Scripture and from God, the more I learn how sinful I am mm-hmm. at the core, at my core. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the more you grow, the more you're going to be able to identify those sins as well. Mm-hmm. So, because even something as simple as just wanting your own things for your own life, regardless of Mm -hmm. whether it's necessarily the right choice or good for you. You know, that alone is, is sinful, even though it might seem on the surface that you're a good person and you're making all the right choices. If your heart is just to, to better yourself and make yourself more comfortable or popular or whatever it might be, you know, that might be something the world would look at and say like, Oh, that's good. You're fine. You're just living your best life. But that's putting us before God, and that is sinful. Those are the things that yeah. we'll recognize more as we understand. Sin is not just like going out and partying or making a bad choice that's clear to the world. It's there's a whole bunch of different things. So, yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay. Do you have anything else? Let's see. I have a couple of things for chapter two. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a little bit more, isn't there? I just scrolled down and there was like this whole chunk. <laughs> Do you have anything before I before I go into mine? Go for it and I'll follow I'll follow you. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so verse one is kind of like it brings this little conundrum, right? Because it talks about, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate. So it's implying that we shouldn't be sinning. But then it's also implying that we're going to sin. So we all sin, but we're to be without sin. How is that actually practical as in the life of a believer? Like, how is that possible to even live out if it says, I'm writing so that you don't sin, but when you do, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's important to, to see these verses that shows that sin is not just the actions, it's a heart issue. At the heart of sin, it is wanting what you want more than you want what God wants. And so, yes, we're going to sin, um, but it's not about just living this outward perfect life. It's about changing your heart, renewing your mind, and actually changing your desires to match up with, with what God wants instead of what you want. And so, yeah, in that process, we're going to sin. So God does not 
expect that we will never sin, but he also does expect perfection. And that just means changing our hearts, renewing our minds. That's what repentance is. It's turning from the sin and turning towards God. Um, and then verse two, where it says, <laughs> he is the propitiation for our sins and not only for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Um, this implies two things. One, that Christ's sacrifice is sufficient for all mm. um, because it's for the whole world, but also too, that it is necessary for all. And those are two really important um, theological foundations that it's sufficient for every single one of us, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done. Um, he is a propitiation. He is the one who can cover those sins. And then it's also necessary. He is the one who can cover for those sins. Absolutely. Um, propitiation, just um, that's a note that I want to make. Let's talk about what that means. Propitiation is in very simple layman's terms. I am Jesus. Hi, Jesus takes on the wrath of God so that we don't have to. He is our atonement. He's he's the atonement of all sins. He is the he was the one who took on the punishment so that we didn't have to. Um, I don't know how else to make that. <laughs> That's good though. Tattoo. No, okay. Did that make, that, sense? Makes, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Okay. Awesome. It's such, I even that word sometimes I'll be like, oh, what does that mean? It's just a word that we don't say in our everyday language, and so it's in one of those churchy Bible words that you can easily just read right past it because you're like, I don't know what that means. I'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah, but it has such a beautiful and deep meaning, and I love it. So I'm glad we were able to talk about that. Um, and then in um, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And just because righteous has this Christianese connotation to it as well, um, I just want to like talk about that for a second. It means in right standing with God. That's all. So I just wanted to talk about that. You're in right standing with God. That's what righteousness is. And um, I was just going to say one more thing that I had um, is just this. If you notice the language in this in section two, section two, chapter two, the beginning section, um, there's a lot of repetition. And when you're reading scripture, when you see things repeated over and over again, that simply means it's important. It's very important. So these would be some good verses to just stop and chew on for a while. Um, anytime that you see something more than once, it typically means that it's it's worth looking at more than once. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, the last note I want to make is in verse five. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is perfected. That word perfected. Remember last week we talked about that completed. It's like perfected matured um it's it's reached the full circle this is that same thing it's not that god's love is not perfect without us it's that it has been completed yeah it's good yeah okay cool 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 all right um d do something do do something with what you've learned <laughs> do something so I, I paused because I was like, am I saying that? It just came out weird. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. Do, do it. Just, just do it. That's like a song. We should come up with a song. So do something. <laughs> she said, nope. Okay. Do something with what you've learned. So let's walk through our series of questions to find the application so we know how to apply it. 
First, is this passage informing you of something or calling you to something? I think everything is technically calling us to something in obedience, but I think this one specifically is informing us about a little Mm -hmm. more in depth from what we talked about last week with the sacrifice of Christ, the coming Messiah, and he was here and we have to remain obedient. So I think it's like a call to obedience. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I'm going to skip the second part because it's not a a call to do something physically. So then the last question we have is what now? What do we do with that? Um, Why don't you take this one first? Hmm, okay. Um, I think first do like a heart check. Um, First of all, what what are your thoughts on sin? I think um, really digging into your belief of your sin personally, um, what that looks like in your life, um, and how often are you acknowledging that you are a sinner? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that that's super important to be able to keep a reality check on where you're standing and if you're humbling yourself enough to call out the sin in your own life before looking at everybody else around you saying, oh, they, 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 because um, a lot of times it's you, 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 you. Um, yeah, so that's probably what I would say. Um, I'm going to say it's a call to obedience and a call to faith. And I think Mm. here, the next step for me and folks like me is to ask God to reveal where our sin is so we Mm. can acknowledge what sin is. Um, and what's not like, what am I missing and what do I need to change so that I align more with you? Mm-hmm. So awesome. All right. Well, this has been so much fun. I really love this new format guys. Um, if you need help, um, studying the Bible, we have a, how to study the Bible guide on our website at www.theboldmovement.com. Make sure that you check out our partners. Um, right after this, we're going to play a little clip about how you can sponsor a child for $30 a month with Go Ministries. Emily, do you have anything to add? You always put me on the spot and I, nothing comes to my brain ever. I just don't want to end with me just like chatting it all up. No, that's who you are, girl. Okay. I'm the little 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 bits and pieces. <laughs> You're a lot more than bits and pieces. You have a lot to offer. Oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to hit like, subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. If you don't like us, just don't go near the stars. You don't have to like us. You can email us your complaints, but please don't touch our star ratings. Email Megan <laughs> your complaints. I don't want to hear them. <laughs> email them to me and I'll pray about it. There you go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week on Thursday. Until then, go out and be bold. You were listening to the Talk Bible to Me podcast, hosted by Megan Rawlings and Emily Richardson. This has been a production of 1801 Media in association with The Bold Movement. For more information, please visit www.theboldmovement.com. 
Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples. I am living proof of that empowerment. Because of this, I'm going to sponsor a child through our Disciple First Sponsorship Program. This helps us provide education, resources, mentorship opportunities, and more to kids in the Dominican Republic. Would you join me in sponsoring a disciple at $30 a month at gomin.org sponsorship.